Hello, this book is not good for you. Um, ah, <laughs> book three, chapter 26, page 254. Mm-hmm. Yep. They saw them as soon as they walked through the door, standing straight up, stuck, arms stuck out to the side, row upon row, upon row. Cacao seeds planted between rows of other tall trees, taller trees, for shade, or possibly to hide them from a passing airplane. Mm. They were just as Max Ernest. There, oh ah no, there were just as Max Ernest had dis. dis- Described? Described. Yeah, described. With one difference. They... Are they covered in snow? Mmm. Cass one. Wondered? Wondered. Sorry, it's... It's a word that's yeah. cut off into two lines. A wa- Wondered. A wowed. Wondered aloud, right? Mm-hmm. Wondered aloud. Indeed. It looked like snow. It had been uh, accumulating accumulating on the trees for days, making big white mounds. The way... The, that weighed... That weighed down the branches. That really wouldn't make sense, said Max Ernest. It's summer, and it's pretty hot out. Do I just met it looked like it I just it ju- I just meant that it looked like it. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Duh I just meant it looked like it. Plus there's none uh there's none on the taller trees. Max Ernest couldn't help adding snow you doesn't usually stick to one kind of tree and not another it's it could be fake snow mm-hmm. said yo yoji <laughs> i mean there was fake a, a fake tree right maybe they're going to sell them at christmas one monkey screeched the monkey ah no the monkey screeched at them perhaps to say goodbye Perhaps to tell them to stop arguing, then swung away into the co- the cacao trees. Come on, said Cat, said Cass. Let's keep going, but stay in the shade under those taller trees, so nobody can see us. When they got closer, they saw that the white mounds on cacao trees were moving. There wasn't any. There wasn't any snow at all, whether real or fake. Rather, the trees were filled with hundreds, maybe thousands, of white monkeys. Oh, my gosh. Seeds. I don't know. They chattered. They chattered noisily. (laughs) They chattered noisily, tossing so many cacao seeds. And the odd cacao pods 
into onto the ground. That it seemed to be raining. Beneath each tree was gleaming a gleaming golden pile, a pile that might con- contain. contain a secret potion or magic. Magic whole scene that had magical looks look about it, as it if the trees were enchanted. Enchanted. Sorry, it's a bit, it's a big word. <laughs> or the monkeys bewitched. Be, bewitched. Occasionally, good job. That was a big word. Occasionally, one of the monkeys themselves. Would drop into onto the ground, and he would hop over the pile. And why are they sitting on those piles? Asked Max Ernest. I don't know," said Cass. "It kind of looks like y- Yoyoji shook his head in disbelief. Why would anybody want to save that? Maybe for." Fertilizer? Suggested Max Ernest. A, a, a guest. A guest. That's a tricky word. Cast ten state tensed. 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 <laughs> hey, do you guys hear voices? Her friends shook their heads, but they stopped talking this all the same. They f- knew the experience that Cass's hearing was far more ac- accurate mm-hmm. than theirs. Quietly, all they all crept farther into the shadows and faintly flattened, them- flattened themselves mm-hmm. behind the furrowed, furrowed earth. Okay. That earth. All right. I'm going to take over. Good job, Peyton. You read almost three pages by yourself, and those are some tricky words. Wait a minute. You read almost four pages. Actually, no, I'm going to finish it. Okay. Do you know where you are? Yep. Okay. An icy voice carried in the breeze. All of all our beams have been... Pre-digested. Pre-digested by our specially breed cup... Capuchins. Capuchin monkeys. A compute... Our machines, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Machines? Mm Mm-hmm. Our machine monkeys. Oh, uh, no. Our mochachin. Our mochachin monkeys as well. Uh, No. As we like... To call them, the three kids shiv- shivered at once. They all recognized the voices. It gave everyone one them of every one of them. Every one of them a chill. All those beans you see on the ground—they're the discards. The mochin, mochichins, 
Mochichins are very fussy. They're in sit on eating only the best and richest beans from their places in the snow. <laughs> no, from their places in the shadows, the kids could could see Miss Malvia's leading a small group through the cacao orchard. She was covered her head to tell in a white nun's nun's habit. Mm-hmm. A habit is a nun's. It's what a nun's outfit is called. Oh. She, uh, no, the sort with a headpiece that spreads out to either to either side like gold wings. <laughs> but her pollution. But her what? Porcelain. Um, porcelain. Porcelain doll. doll face was um, musk. What does that say? It was unmistakable. Unmistakable. Her feet invisible beneath her robe. She seemed almost to be gliding over the mud and muck as she was... Here, it's your turn. Okay. (laughs) I've read three pages. You have. Okay, where are we at? You can just start on this whole Okay. With her were the skeleton sisters, dressed for the occasion in pink and purple camouflage, as if they were part of some very girlish military operation. Montana Skelton held a video camera in her hand. Romy Skelton had a microphone. The sisters were making some sort of a film. Bringing up the rear, Senior Hugo, unscrutable as ever, in his dark glasses, Watching from the shadows, Cass stared stared at him, seeing nothing. This was the man who'd kidnapped her mother, who'd manipulated her and broken his promise. She'd never hated anyone so much. Apparently, she was making making some kind of a sound under her breath because Max Ernest soon poked her. Stop growling like that, he whispered. They'll hear you. Cass nodded and snapped out of it. There would be time for growling later. She had a job to do. When they're excreted by the monkeys, these super beans have the per- are per- left perfectly intact, said Miss Mavius, continued, continued speaking to the camera. But they've acquired the distinct flavor unknown anywhere else. So basically the monkeys eat it and they poop it out. Ew. And that's how they make the chocolate. Oh, that's disgusting. Yep. So then the cocoa beans have to be like, dug out or something asked Romy making a face something like that something like a smile crossed Miss Mavia's frosty lips you don't imagine we do that ourselves we leave it to our eager young initiatives isn't that right Alexander she nodded in the direction of a small unhappy looking boy walking with the golden pail in each hand he wore hooded gray tunics with black sun embroidered all over it the insignia of the midnight sun. Oh my gosh, he is so cute, exclaimed Romy. She ran over to Alexander and grabbed him by the ear. 
causing the contents of the pail to spill out over his leg. Can we take this one home, Mrs. Mobius? Yes, can we, please, said Montana, grabbing the other boy, the, the boy's other ear with her free hand, causing the pail to spill. What if he has a pointy ear? Maybe. We'll take very good care of him, we promise. We'll walk him in everything. She pointed to the camera at her sister. We're very good with little children, aren't we, sis? Oh, yeah, we love animals, said Romy, not completely following. That's why we're making a documentary at the zoo. You mean in Africa, corrected her sister. Oh, right, Africa. It's hard to remember where you are when you're on a rock tour. Let the boy let the boy go, darlings, said Mrs. Mobius through her teeth. We'll talk about this later. As soon as the skeleton sisters released him, Alex- isn't he so cute? <laughs> Alexander scurried over the long over to a long emptied wait along through and emptied what remained of his two spilled his two spilled pails. More similarly uniformed and unsimilarly happy, children were bent over the true I, oh, the trough, the trough, sorry, you guys, sifting through the monkey droppings, that means poo. Whenever they extracted one of the precious cacao beans, they rinsed it clean and placed it in a golden pail. The pail marked with the midnight sun's insignia. See what diligent workers they are, said Mrs. Mobius to the camera. We call them our pearl divers because the cacao beans are like pearls, little brown pearls, Tell them about it, Senior Hugo. Senior Hugo is our master chocolatier. He bowed, unsmiling. Yes, they are the secret ingredient to my chocolate. And one of the secret ingredients, I should say. He patted his pocket of the chef's apron as if contained, as if it contained the world's of secrets. Secrets he would never be thinking of divulging to the present community. So all of these kids in, all of these kids in gray dresses, well, some of them, are boys but you have to admit they still look like they're in dresses they're all orphans like from your orphanage said asked Romy. yes but we don't think of them as orphans said mrs mobius attempting to sound warm for the camera they're our family this is their home now miss mobius wiped her pale brow her pale brow with her gloved hand all the lying was apparently exhausting her and now, if you'll excuse me, I think we'll stop here. I'll trust that you'll remove the unfortunate mention of the zoo. This charade is over. I may get back. May I get back to work? Asked Senor Hugo, scowling. Miss Mavius nodded. The chef strode away, hardly bothering to pretend that he couldn't see. During the course of the interview, another person had he can silently. See. No, but he can. Yeah, had silently joined the group. An elegant and very elderly man in a top hat. He leaned on a cane, waiting for the filming to stop. Cass thought that she recognized him as someone that she'd seen over a year ago at the Midnight Sun Spa. When Miss Mavius and the other companions had dispersed, he finally spoke up. I'm sorry, but I don't think this, I don't think a nun's habit suits you, my dear. I'm used to seeing you in gold and diamonds. His voice was a throaty whisper. Even Cass had to strain to hear her words. Now I'm now I know why nuns are so ill tempered, agreed Mrs. Mobius, leading him back to the shade. Atamar, darling, you're supposed to be resting. I have three or four days of life 
life left at best. For, forgive me, but I'd like to spend them on my feet. Nonsense, said Mrs. Mobius. You're nearly 500 years old. They can't snatch you away that quickly. Idemar protested his cane at Mrs. Mobius. I hope you're not getting sentimental, Antoinette. We chose a long... We chose you long ago for your heartlessness. That is what midnight the midnight sun needs, not a maudlin concerned about my health. The three eavesdroppers looked at each other. Interesting as the conversation had been thus far, perhaps the most interesting revelation was that Mrs. Mavius's first name was Antoinette. Idemar stretched his ancient mouth to a thin approximation of a smile. I remember when your ho- horse broke its leg, you were only ten years old. Not just any horse in Arabian, said Mrs. Mavius grandly. I trained him myself. He was my prized possession, the closest thing that I had to family after I lost my parents. And yet you killed him without shedding a tear. Miss Mavius looked for a moment as though she might object. Don't worry, my interests in preserving your life are purely practical. I rely on your advice and counsel. No one else is sufficiently experienced or sufficiently ruthless thank you my advice now is to prepare for my death but we are so close immorality is at hand in in a piece of chocolate no less then it is as i suspected senior hugo's secret recipe is is a recipe for the secret mrs mobius nodded let's just say it's a recipe for the secret we'll save you that Perhaps, in the meantime, I'm not only growing old. Everyone, even you, Antoinette Mavius, your two hundred years, your two hundred years are the beginning are beginning to show around the eyes. Or is it just two hundred and fifty now? He touched the side of her face with his gold, with his gold gloved hand. Please don't mince at the words. It's, please don't mince words, Adamar. It's said, Mrs. Mavius. I never do. And if our organization is to strive, we need new members, younger members. I know. Why do you think I tolerate those two teenage trollops? Only so we can attract more followers. Can you imagine kids joining the Midnight Sun? Yoyoji whispered. What's the point if you're not even old yet? I thought this was all about eternal youth. Well, if you have their elixirs and stuff, you never get old. Or if you take it a lot, you can take it a lot longer anyways replied max Ernest. how about that oh yeah so remember oh yeah so remember then why we don't why we don't want to join i don't know said max Ernest. maybe because you have to wear a lot of gloves how about because they're bloodthirsty killers and they kidnapped my mom exclaimed cass in an outraged whisper lifting herself up slightly cass peered into the senior hugo's path and that he had taken was the direction in which she would find her mother. But she couldn't see much beyond the rows of cacao trees, the fluffy white fur from the Machochin monkeys. Dude, is she going to find her mom or what? Mm -hmm. Poor Cass. All right, let's move on to the next. Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So 
On those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five.